let me tell you a secret. Veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. If you fail to plan, then you better plan to fail. Hi, I'm Scott Tucker, and welcome back to Veteran Wealth Secrets. We've all heard that phrase uh, many times, and as cheesy as it is, and I'm sure we've gotten annoyed when you hear somebody say it, and you're like, oh, damn it, yeah, I know, of course. But you know, we're thinking about what we want to be doing in post-military life. Of, of course, we're trying to have a plan. We're, we're doing our best to check all the boxes. We're getting all the lists, and not just from the military transition you know, program, but also from those who go before us, hey, watch out for this. You got to do that. And, and of course, what's your goal? What is your job description? Where do you want to be located? What do you want to be paid? How much time do you want to put in? Do you want to keep building a new career? Or do you just want to move forklifts around at uh, Home Depot? And of course, there's no right or wrong. Really, I feel the goal that very few people talk about is to discover your own identity. And that is a moving target. And that's what makes it so darn fun is because now finally you have the opportunity to choose and you can make that choice every single day. And yesterday's choice could be completely different from today's choice. And as long as those who you're responsible for understand and, and get it, then that's part of the journey. So I feel putting too many concrete goals like we must do in the military. It seems obvious. Take the hill. How are we going to do it? Make the plan. If we don't have a plan, we're going to fail. And at the same time, we also know that as soon as we implement a plan, everything's going to go haywire and change. And we talk about that during the military decision-making process. Why are we having expectations about how our post-military life is supposed to go whatsoever? I, I did. And I didn't meet expectations a lot. People I thought I was supposed to rely on or sister or companies or programs or anything that I put any sort of responsibility on away from me because I thought I was following the right path. I thought I was doing the things you're supposed to do. I felt let down, but really I let myself down and, and it really weighed on me a lot. Cause I realized, Oh gosh, these are all decisions that I had responsibility for that I should have made and I can make. And then the next day I made those choices. And I think one of the, the biggest things that I did haphazardly, and it was only recently as I started listening to Scott Adams, a cartoonist, of all people, if you haven't followed Scott Adams, or if you haven't read his books, 
then I think you'll be you'll learn very quickly that he's far more than a cartoonist. The drawing skill set was just one of the many skill sets he built on what he calls a, a stack of skills. And the more stat, the more you have in your stack, the better off you are. Even if you're not good at all of them, we we always try to specialize in stuff, and you know that leads us with very limited options. If you are a specialist, then what happens if that need for that specialty goes away? Nothing wrong with being an expert in your field. Always strive to be the the top of what you're good at, but. If you're that person, then you're also going to be some <laughs> the person that's well aware of what's really happening in your industry, and you're not going to be susceptible to the changing markets. I see that. Of course, I always talk about the financial industry on this space, and I, I chuckle at all the all the gurus, all the experts, not not the ones on the internet and on YouTube or on TV. They're not making money from financial advice. They're making money from sales and marketing programs and stuff that they sell. That's what Dave Ramsey's doing. And but for a traditional financial advisor that the, the, if you look at the top people in any firm who are basically their value is based on how many clients they have, how many assets they have under management, which really all that means is that's how much they're getting in fees, that's how much they're getting paid, that's how much money they're bringing into the firm and so therefore they're the top, but they're so they're experts at getting clients, giving financial advice. What's the difference between one guy and the next? There is nothing. Different opinion, different philosophy. Okay. But how does that matter when all the var- nobody has any control over the variables involved at all? Who saw the virus coming and how that was going to impact the economy? What financial advisor in the traditional sense, a retirement planner, was prepared for that? They weren't. So they their advice, their strategy doesn't matter if oh, I'm a bond guy or a stock guy and I'm a value investor and we pick our stocks to help get our clients more alpha. It's it's not true. Okay. What is true is that things are changing very rapidly and that's why as I sh- decided that I wanted to be one of the top thought leaders in in my industry. And I don't consider myself in the financial industry whatsoever. I consider myself in the post-military life industry. You know, what in my mission, my goal is not to give financial advice to people. There's an aspect of that. Really, it's strategy. But I want to give help veterans obtain better identity because with better identity and better skill sets that they're building more modern skill sets not the stuff they teach you in school then veterans can take more control over their life money just happens to be a tool along the way but with more veterans in control and not unhappy with their what they're doing in post-military life and really giving back finding who they're meant to serve just like i've tried to do my goal is to get more, if we can get a million veterans doing that, getting them out of jobs they hate, getting them out of things that they think they're supposed to do. So when I think of a goal, that's the goal. But how to get there, the plan, again, the plan's going to fall apart. We know that already. So really, 
I try not to have a plan. Again, coming from the Scott Adams thing, what I did accidentally is I had a bunch of systems. I had a bunch of rules in place, just things I don't do. I don't do that. I don't like that. Go- going to the golf course to schmooze people, going to networking events, handing out business cards, writing, re- doing resumes. I don't do that. Okay, what I did do was, I mean, going to get an MBA, no, I'm not going back to school. I'm not taking any GMATs. I'm not just, I knew right away. I was like, I, that's not me. I don't know why. But it worked in my favor because instead of spending time doing that, thinking I was following a plan, my system was, I'm going to go see who's successful and try to learn what they do. If I can, I'm going to get close to them. And that's how I've gotten invited on a number of podcasts from people I followed for years. I bought their courses and stuff. And then I went to their event and I got to meet them in person. And, and, and then sometimes I got to work with them. It's just four years ago, five, probably five, five years ago, when I thought I was a, you know, a failing financial advisor because I, I wasn't getting clients. I wasn't trying to get clients because I, I didn't want to do that kind of work. So I just stopped. But I still had my mindset as my identity that my plan was to be a financial advisor. And it and it really messed me up for a long time trying to figure out, like, what is it I'm really trying to do? And as I mentioned a minute ago, that's, I think I'm in the, the post-military life strategy game, consulting. But I had to give myself permission to do that. And it took a while. It took a lot of trial and error. But mostly, it was about aspiring to seek an identity, leveraging the financial strategy I'd you know, accidentally put in place leveraging as if you check out our website at usfitwealth.com we we uh, strategize with advanced equity insurance strategies because it's an asset it's a financial vehicle where you can have liquefied money meaning you can get access to it there's no tax implications there's no rules on how you use it you can in- invest it inside the insurance not based on some company giving you dividends, like with whole life. People try to talk about that infinite banking thing. It's like, ah, it's almost there. It's better than just throwing your money in the stock market and hoping. But the market, unfortunately, is the only game in town where you can get risk. So if you can play, get access to the market without risk, you know, get 70, 80% of the upside with no downside, that's, that's pretty darn good if you can actually move the money in and out. And invested in other things along the way as you see opportunities. Use it for your lifestyle if need be. If you don't want to take a job like I did, I happen to have my money in all inside this insurance strategy, thinking I was doing it for a retirement savings plan. And then once I realized, oh, I need to start businesses. I didn't have to go to venture capital. I didn't have to bug my family and my friends to get in on it with me. <laughs> I know. I didn't have to go to the bank for the loan. No, because I had taken all my retirement savings because retirement wasn't a goal of mine. So stuff I had put in thrift savings plan and Roth IRAs, I'd shoved it all into this insurance because I was like, okay, this is tax-free. That's cool. And I can get growth on it and use it whenever I want. So, so it ended up working out for me. I didn't know when I started doing that what my plan was. And so that's what we teach now. So yes, 
you know, part of putting part of your assets in the insurance strategy is part of our strategy. But really, what we're teaching, what we're a wealth. What, that's why I always scoff at financial advice, financial investment advice. Putting your money in the stock market—that's not advice. That's gambling. If if you can learn how to use LinkedIn, if you can learn how to discover your passions, if that's if you could learn where to what skill sets you want you interest you, how to employ them to bring value to other people. That's wealth. Because now, as you're giving that value, man, does it fill you up. And then you're feeling good about the time you're spending versus going to work for somebody else, answering to them, hoping to get that dollar. It's never going to be enough. So changing the mindset from money to time is the coolest thing. To, to really give you the permission to say, okay, what do I really want to do? Do I got to gotta work for a bit? Is part of my plan? Okay, yeah, I got I to gotta work for a few years, figure th- some things out. But I'm instead of going to go in, it's my job, this is what I plan to do. Now I'll go in and say, I'm here to learn. Yeah, I happen to get paid for it, but don't just be a worker bee. Go around, ask questions, try to figure out what is going on in whatever company you're at. Get fired. Move jobs. It's pretty much going to happen. Anybody's ever, everybody looks, look, look at the statistics. That's basically what happens. So do it intentionally. Go bounce around, learn as much as you can until you figure out what the heck you really want to do. That's the type of plan I think is the most effective to create meaning, sense of purpose for all of us. So if you want to learn more about how I did it, how to do it yourself, make sure you check out my new book, Veteran Wall Secrets. And you can get the first three chapters at veteranwallsecrets.com. Otherwise, it's available on Kindle and print on Amazon. And of course, subscribe to the podcast, please. And, and, and rate and review, share with your friends. We really appreciate this message is resonate with you. If you know others who should be hearing it as they're struggling to sift through all the standard versions of how you should get out of the military, you know, how you should be living post-military life. I don't care if you've already been out 10 years. It took me 10 years to finally address this stuff. So I'm doing all this so that you don't have to waste 10 years. And by God, if people on active duty, or if that's you, like that's the time to get ahead. Especially when it comes to financial strategy. What is the point of saving for retirement when you know the biggest opportunity of your lifetime is the moment you get out of the military whether you're in your 20s 30s or 40s you got a lifetime ahead of you if all your money and your mindset's locked up and gosh hope i get that salary for age 65 and then finally i can stop and do my own thing good luck there's already plenty of people that are setting that path if you don't truly accept that as your future as your identity then you've got to step away because you're just a commodity among many of worker bees. Okay. What are your certifications? What are your qualifications? What's your resume look like? They can just plug and play. They don't care about you any more than the military does. (laughs) We accepted the military because that's what we signed up for. Americans think that when they get a job, the company's going to take care of them. Nah. Why would they? Okay, your only path to freedom 
is to control the source of your income. You need to create companies. Or the cool thing with this day and age, you don't have to actually create companies. You just have to create ways to bring value to people, make enough money around it to get by. Tends to be you get more excited about that kind of stuff, and usually that leads to more money. But it ain't easy, and you got to start at some point if that's what you want. Because just waiting and hoping it's going to fall in your lap is not a plan. Thanks for joining us. Check out the YouTube channel as well. We're going to finish off this episode today with an interview with David Dickey talking about how he worked the plan. All right. Take care. We'll see you next time. All right, welcome back to another episode of Veteran Wealth Secrets. I'm Scott Tucker, and on this show, the whole idea is, along with uh, the concepts that I've put out there in my recent book that's now available on Amazon, on Kindle, Veteran Wealth Secrets, the book, you can get that there. What we're trying to do in the show is find folks who emulate the philosophy in one way or the other of building a brand, getting through their military career in a unique way, going through their own transition. What are the tips and tricks, the secrets that we've found along the way that maybe somebody didn't tell you before? So if you've got a secret like that uh, and you'd like to come on the show, make sure you hit me up on LinkedIn and I'd love to have you on and be sure to subscribe as well to this uh, channel so that you can get all these cool interviews like the one we have today with Former Marine, David Dickey, who's the CEO and founder of the the Patriot Group Recruiting Agency. And so it's always important, I think, to get the best tips and tricks anyways on, on getting veterans jobs. What's going on? How are things changing in the world? So I, I know you have a, a lot of that, but you also have a specific thing you want to share with us today. But first and foremost, David, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's like life for you these days? Have you had to adapt? Have things changed or has this actually worked in your favor? Because I've worked as a recruiter, mostly remote. So this is, so it's really been no change except for other family members that are now home during COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my work schedule hasn't changed and I'm very used to working at home. It's just things are a little bit crazier with businesses. More people are doing video uh, teleconferences. And the good thing is fell right into my strong suit, which is working and recruiting and talking to people, communing with people remotely. No real big difference for me business-wise during COVID. Well, that's good to hear. I think the, the, the starting up some sort of business, consultancy, whatever it is, even if it's on the side and you're still going for that regular job, I think that's the opportunity these days. Hey, at least try it out. See if there's a way you can find a way to work from home. Why not have that in your back pocket? You got into recruiting. Tell us about that journey because I, I know it's uh, there's a lot of different recruiting agencies out there. What makes the Patriot Group different? Who are the types of folks that uh, you're looking to serve, both from the hiring and uh, to be hired uh, yeah. standpoint? <laughs> no, great question. I got into recruiting almost uh, by accident. So get on the Marine Corps, start a company. I thought it was going to be the next company like Blackwater, if you remember them, until they changed their name. And then I helped run an engineering IT company that did all government contracting. And then that was sold and I went on to my own business to do consulting. And then within months, I ended up redoing veteran career fairs. 
And that was awesome. But I was really excited about entrepreneurship and recruiting. So since 2012, I've been doing recruiting. I'm really good at finding veterans, just like you. Because of our background, I do not find great veterans. But we recruit a lot of different types of individuals from different backgrounds for aerospace, defense, manufacturing, and even some construction clients. That's what we do in the professional recruiting field. It's just interesting how I came from consulting background to doing recruiting and helping people find jobs. Yeah. Is there a story there? With the the recruiting or? Well, just, I, I know anytime you're getting into entrepreneurship, there's some sort of journey, there's some sort of epiphanies that we, when you fall into something, maybe you were expecting it, maybe you weren't. Yeah. You know, what did you learn along the way that kind of had you make you know one hard decision over another one and say, hey, here we are? Yeah. When I, when I left the Marine Corps, I just, the epiphany was that I felt I couldn't work or couldn't work for somebody else. I wanted to work for myself. Right. And love the military, love the Marine Corps. But I think some people at a certain point want to grab the reins and yes, sir, no, sir. And all that stuff is done. And I'm like, I'm going to do my own thing. And I've, I've loved being an entrepreneur. And I love talking to people about it. There's a lot of risk but there's a lot of reward mm-hmm. and it lends a lot of flexibility for those that can make it work. And I'm so glad I did. Now I, it'd be very hard for me to work for somebody else long-term for sure. Right. And and then one thing that we learn in the military that you can, you can have a, a mission or an objective to accomplish, but if you don't have a plan to get there, even the idea of getting a job, Becoming self-employed did not, especially if you're going to, in some regards, become self-employed. Man, there's a lot of planning that needs to go involved in there and and plans change and you got to be willing to adapt and overcome. I know that's what you wanted to talk about today is your secret, making a plan. Dive in, David. What's your your wisdom there? Sure. Um, (laughs) The good thing, and just go back to your point about COVID and people trying something on their own. You don't need to have a lot of money to start your own thing, your own side hustle. Great thing with recruiting and any other service business or anything, whether it's building websites, teaching online, it takes very little capital. The the things that I would like to share with people and coming up with a plan, they teach us how to do that in the military. Sometimes when we get out, we forget what those skills that we've learned in the military So you come up with a plan, short-term, mid, and long-term, and then you keep updating it because that stuff will happen. It will happen all the time. It will happen when you least expect it. And then the other thing about planning is once you see success, put put the pedal to the metal, so to speak, and keep on going. Because sometimes you, once you succeed, have some success, a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, have a tendency to lay off. So once you see that success, and if you're seeing some failure, it just means it should motivate you to work even harder. So it's interesting for me when things aren't going as well as I would like, Mm. it's almost the same reaction as if they're going very well. (laughs) Cause I know things, all those things could change. Things could go back to doing a lot better. And things could be a whole lot worse. So those two extremes actually motivate me uh, more so than just humming along. But yeah, sticking to that plan and you just have to keep making adjustments. 
So it's, you ever heard of the concept AB testing? Yeah. It, it, it seems like the plan almost needs to be to, to fail, to want to fail along the way so you can see what's working. We don't always get to do that in the military. How do we give ourselves more permission? And this isn't only about entrepreneurship, right? This could be about your job hunt, whatever it is you want to do as you're finding yourself in post-military life. I'm sure you get that a lot. People that are, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. How do you maybe talk about finding what you want to do? How is that part of the plan when it comes to taking that first or second job out of the military? Maybe it's not the end all be all. Right. No, and I see it all the time where a lot of veterans right out the gate, they, they may have an idea or they find something that they think they want. Mm-hmm. But then they go a couple other more jobs until they really figure out what they want. Um, that's why it's a big thing for me when I talk to veterans, especially transitioning veterans. I tell them they have to sit down, take time, come up with that plan. Because if they shorten the amount of time in which it takes them to figure out what they want to do, be, and that they're excited about, it's really going to help them long-term. But the other thing about it is, regardless of where they're going, if they decide to do something else, they shouldn't be afraid to do that because hopefully they've taken in consideration and learned from where they, how they got to where they are now and maybe how and what they've learned in the military and their current civilian experience, how is that going to carry on to their next, if it's entrepreneurship, Hopefully that's going to, that, all that learning and the, up to that point, hopefully they'll help them succeed. No, absolutely. David, t- tell us a little bit about, uh, obviously the environment's changing right now. We, we Actually, in fact, everything's changing. We don't know anything. We don't know if we're going to have another lockdown, if another version of this flu is going to come down, if this is the new normal, if businesses aren't going back to work. And I've heard, talked to friends who or yoga instructors for real estate developers in New York city. And like those offices are half, half empty. What are, are you seeing anything that people need to be more aware of to be prepared for, you know, how things are going these days and, and what's coming in the future. Is there anything you think uh, veterans or transition military really should be aware of that maybe they aren't right now? Yeah. Everything is, is different. So there's certain industries that, are going to continue to succeed. It's going to be anything tech. Obviously, the hospitality industry is completely different. Wow. So in any industry, uh, hopefully, except for manufacturing, thankfully, there's things that we have to make. So whether it's technology, logistics, some of those hard products are great to get into. Logistics has always been something um, that has been a constant Everybody needs to move things, even if we're at home, we're ordering, and we find that we're ordering more things more often, whether we need it or not. And then technology continues to change. So if it's a high-tech company that is cutting edge, when veterans take a look at companies, they really need to understand, is this a a company or industry that will be around long-term? And is that something that I want to tie my future with? So those are really the trends. There's a lot of things that are trending down, whether it's real estate, hospitality, in-person type event meetings, old brick and mortar type venues or businesses. It's changed completely. So they just really have to take a look at where we are now, worst case and best case scenario, and decide if they want to to be in that industry and with a particular company within those industries. And if anything, be prepared 
I say it all the time. We don't know when the next something out of nowhere is going to show up. They're already talking about self-driving cars. At some point, the trucking industry is going to go away or at least drastically change. Uh, who knows if that's in a few years or many down the road, but things are moving quickly. Yeah. And to go into a, a job, whatever skill sets you're getting out of it, to be positioned to move if necessary, I think that's important these days. I'm curious, what can people do now? A lot of active duty guys are sitting at home twiddling their thumbs because they, they can't go into work. I see a lot of people taking online courses and stuff. You can't necessarily cram an MBA into a, into yeah. a six month of a lockdown, but there's other things. Is there anything people can be doing to bolster their resumes in this new environment that you think they uh, should be investing their, their time and maybe even some money in? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of certifications people can get that on the IT side. And I just talked with a retired Marine veteran who works for a uh, high-tech cyber company. And he, we talked about it. And it's getting all those certifications you need, whether it's a Security Plus or if, it, if you're in a technical field and you can get certifications by studying and take them even during COVID, definitely do that because take advantage of things that and areas that you want to go into. It could be an under, undergraduate degree, but it could be a certification. There's a lot of certifications for HR and recruiters that you can take online. So take as many as you can to bolster your resume and also take time. On, there's a lot of, we're connected on LinkedIn. Do everything you can to network where in events, virtual events where you can't be and take advantage of all that read certain books, us from <laughs> in the military, we often have a problem with our soft skills. So practice those, talk to people, get on Zoom calls, read books about how to communicate. It's, it's so different than the military that yeah. soft skills and people look at cultural fit and all these buzzwords, but learning how to talk to people and being a great communicator, we could always, everyone could use uh, more help with. You know, I completely agree. At the at the end of the day, we're all trying to persuade somebody of something. So you're persuading to get a job, to get a pay raise, to have the kids eat their vegetables. Persuasion is communication. Essentially, it's sales skills. Yeah. And I wish we would teach those skills. I, I love how you brought that up. I think that should be a big part of the plan. We got to learn the communication of the industries we're entering, of how the civilians speak. I had a, a guy on uh, yesterday who does language training for entering the workforce. I think that's so. I was a Portuguese major in college, so I'm a big I'm a big language guy. I was like, wow, that's so important yeah. as well. But no, I really appreciate you you coming on and, and sharing uh, your tips, David. As we wrap this up. What's the next, three, gosh, three years is a short time frame, but it seems like a long time frame these days, the way things are changing. But if assuming everything's going well, what's, what are you looking to do with the Patriots group? You personally, what, how do you define success in, in, in the next three years or so? You know what? I used to thought it was, I really thought it was funny when people used to think of doing things you love. I thought that was a load of, but when you get to my age, 50 something, you really, you realize that it has to be something you mm -hmm. love. So if the sooner you can identify that, the better, but continue to self-evaluate to do, do what it is that you love. I love uh, talking with people. Uh, helping people with uh, new careers, new jobs, 
And I, I just want to be able to help place more people, hire more people, work with more companies in the aerospace, defense, manufacturing, and other industries that want to hire great veterans. And I, and I hope that I can make an impact not only in the growth and the culture of a company, but the overall improving you know, livelihoods of others, especially veterans. That's and continuing to do what I love, which is that interaction and helping people. No, I, it sounds like you're doing that so many ways because it might look good on a spreadsheet. Hey, a veteran's gotten a job for a salary, and that's how we look at things in the military. But we know it's about finding the right person, the right fit, have, having someone. You definitely have that heart, and so I appreciate you doing it the right way and glad you found your passion. It happens to be helping other people find theirs, and, and then that's and that's what's great about this because nowadays – Almost any of us, especially through things like networking on LinkedIn, we can share resources and be helpful to each other a a lot more. So I just always encourage that. I'm glad that you're out there uh, leading the front. So I'm really excited to see where you go and how we can help out in in any way as you guys are are growing as well. So thanks again, David, for, for coming on. And for everybody else, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Scott. Take care. Cheers. All right. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Veteran Wealth Secrets. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the podcast channels, also on YouTube, and share it with a friend. Visit our website at usvetwealth.com to get access to all of our free resources, including the first three chapters of Veteran Wealth Secrets, the post-military guide to gaining autonomy and control. You can get that today on our website, first three chapters for free, or you can go to amazon.com if you want the Kindle or paperback. We have other resources all over the website, so check out usvetwealth.com to learn more.